Welcome to the Busy Business Women podcast, where you have VIP access to discover the wins and wisdom that have helped successful business brains build businesses that boom. With your host, Faye Hollands from busybusinesswomen.biz. Hey, Faye Hollands here from busybusinesswomen.biz and welcome to episode 15 of the Busy Business Women podcast, which is all about the fact that my mojo had gone. Yes, today is all about where has my mojo gone. And if you have ever lost your mojo, then this episode is for you. So here's a confession. In the Busy Business Women Facebook group yesterday, I posted that I had lost my podcast mojo. It's been a few weeks since episode 14, which was fabulous. And for some reason, I've just got bogged down in life. And as time dragged on, it just became easier and easier not to do or even think about episode 15. And I'd gone from creating podcasts every single week to then fortnightly, which was my plan and intention, to then suddenly having bigger gaps and it wasn't sitting very well with me. And what happened is the task of creating a podcast started to get bigger and bigger in perceived complexity in my little old head, which if you've ever heard of Parkinson's law, you'll know that that's what it's all about. Uh, when you've got a task that the longer you give it to execute or the longer you think about it, the bigger it grows in perceived complexity. And the word perceived is really critical here, right? Because the task actually doesn't get any bigger. It's just in your head, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it's insurmountable. So instead of being something that used to be really fun for me to do and was actually really quick and easy to do, and I'd just jump on the mic and record something, send it over to my VA, it'd be published. We'd get it done really quite effortlessly, suddenly creating a podcast was starting to look like a training plan for climbing Mount Everest. And so the excuses started to kick in. And this may resonate with you somewhere in your business or life at the moment. So I was saying to myself stuff like, well, you know, my podcast isn't revenue generating, so it's okay to focus on other stuff. Let me just say that this is a big part of my marketing strategy. So that is absolute BS. But somehow I allowed that excuse to kick in and sit comfortably with me. I was then also saying things like, well, you know, I've done X, Y and Z today. So cut yourself some slack, Faye. I'm someone that's really quite hard on themselves. I'm very driven and motivated. So I've been trying to ease back and take myself off the pedal a little bit with that headspace. But as a result, I've gone the completely other extreme with podcasts and suddenly I'm just telling myself that there's so much other stuff going on. It's okay not to do them. And it isn't. And then I was saying things like, well, Faye, you've been so busy and you've had a lot on your plate, so it's okay. And uh, yeah, you know, one day or two days or one week is okay with that excuse, but weeks after weeks is not okay in my book. So those are the excuses that were starting to kick in and kind of unsettle me um, because I knew deep down that wasn't okay. And before I knew it, I was really at effect of my excuses and week after week, time was starting to tick on by. And at the start of this kind of process of losing my mojo, I associated quite a lot of pleasure with not doing the podcast. It felt good to not have that extra thing to do in my business. 
And, you know, as humans, we'll, every decision we make is out of a desire to avoid pain or to find pleasure. So I was making that decision knowing that I was feeling pleasure by not doing this thing in my business that I committed to and actually used to love doing. But as time went on, what happened is that pleasure started to dissipate and I started to experience more pain and pain being associated with not creating the next podcast. And so I wasn't making my life easier anymore or pleasurable. I had this nagging feeling and this kind of guilt around not doing what I committed to doing. And the pain then really kicked in yesterday. Right? I kept looking and thinking, wow, I haven't done a podcast in ages. That's when the pain overtook the pleasure. And that's really when I kicked my own butt and in true face style, decided to up the accountability by confessing all on Facebook that I'd lost my mojo and actually went out and asked for ideas on what I should talk about. So here I am back in the saddle and actually loving it. I'm like five minutes in and thinking, why the hell have I not done this sooner? I really love these podcasts. So what happened? And most importantly, what can you learn from me losing my podcast mojo? Well, I've got five steps for you today because you know I like steps and five's a good number, right? So first of all, number one is it happens. Really, really simple, but we all lose our mojo from time to time. No one is immune to it and it doesn't matter what stage you're in in your business, this will happen to you at some point and for some people it happens more than others, okay? The critical thing is it's what you do about it that makes the difference, right? It's just like how you spend your time. We all have the same amount of time. What you do with it makes the difference. Well, with your mojo, you're going to lose it from time to time, but it's how quickly you get back in that saddle and ride the horse that really makes the difference in your business. So sure, allow yourself some time to wallow, as I did. You can take a little bit of time, but you've got to pick yourself up and move on at some point. And the quicker you do that, absolutely the better. So first of all, recognize that losing your mojo happens in business. I'm in my, you know, coming up to 11 years in business, um, but I know that there are people 20, 25 years down the track that still use lose their mojo from time to time. And there are people in the first week, month and year of their business that are struggling with losing their mojo too. So none of us are immune to it. It happens. Accept it, but then recognize that there are some things that we can do to get our mojo back on board quickly. So point number two is then get into the green. Yesterday, I ran a Shine Masterclass for my awesome Shine tribe called the Mojo Manager. Um, it was interesting that I ran this yesterday and then suddenly got my mojo back for podcasts. Um, clearly, the stars were aligning and the planets were aligning and whatever the other phrase is. Uh, but yes, I ran a masterclass on the mo- called the Mojo Manager, which is all about how to keep your head in gear when you're dealing with the roller coaster ride of being a small business owner. And in that masterclass, I talked about cause and effect, which sounds a little bit dry and possibly a bit boring, but stick with me here. I was talking about how cause and effect is like having menu options. And when you're at effect, it's a little bit like eating from Macca's every single day. So let me describe a bit of a visual for you. If you can imagine two menus, and on the left-hand side, in the red, 
is this Macca's menu, which no judgment here at all. I'm partial to a Macca's ice cream and a frappe, and I do like a dirty burger at 3 a.m. in the morning after wine and karaoke. But I'm not going to eat from there every single day, and I'm guessing that probably all of my listeners also don't uh, eat from Macca's every single day. So, because we know it's no good for us, right? So also being out of effect in our lives and our businesses is also no good for us if we're there all of the time. So some of the emotions that you would, you can experience when you're out of effect are, are emotions of being unresourceful. So you might be justifying why something's happening in your business. So for example, with me justifying why I wasn't doing my podcast regularly and committing to those You might be blaming other people or blaming technology. Blame is a big one that shows up time and time again, um, personally and professionally, for just about everyone. Um, The sooner you can get away from blaming, the better. But you might find yourself blaming, you know, the fact that I, I could be blaming that I didn't have a guest for the podcast or blaming that my new podcast mic hadn't turned up or, you know, a multitude of excuses that are very unresourceful when you think about what was going on for me in my business at that time. You might also be distorting what is happening in your business. You might be distorting um, the reality of your productivity, for example, and how much you're doing and how focused you are on building your business versus getting distracted by the things that, you know, are around you, particularly if you work from home. Or you might be in complete, complete denial about what is happening in your business. So those are some of the unresourceful symptoms that you can experience if you are being at effect. Also, you might be feeling unfocused. So you might be confused about what you're doing in your business, what your goals are. You might have a a poor time management and productivity skills. So it's very difficult to be focused if you don't have the skills to be productive. Um, And you also might be unaware of the things that really motivate you in your business. And what I'm talking about there is your, your values, the things that drive you to get out of bed and love doing what you're doing. So those are some of the unfocused symptoms that you can experience. And then there's being overcommitted which I know so many of my clients and people in the busy business women community feel. So that's when you've got no balance. You might be kind of all or nothing in your business and you're slogging your guts out, maybe not getting the results you want and you're feeling really overcommitted uh, versus having some of that infamous balance or blend in your personal life too. You might not be delegating work. So therefore, because you're trying to do it all, you're overcommitted again. Um, that can often come, and I speak from personal experience, from being too controlling. So controlling is also another emotion that is very much being at effect. You might also feel um, overwhelmed and possibly too associated. So you're so bogged down in the day-to-day of your business, you're not taking time to take a step back and look at what's happened or is happening. So those are some of the emotions that you can experience when you are at effect. And if you imagine being stuck at traffic lights, being at effect is being stuck at the red and you're not going anywhere. Now, as humans, we're going to dip in and out of cause and effect all the time. You're going to feel some of these emotions that are at effect Um, from time to time. But again, just like getting your mojo back, it's how quickly you recognize that and respond to it, adapt and change and be flexible. So you certainly don't want to be eating from Maccas every day. You don't want to be stuck at that red light and you do not want to be at effect consistently. 
So how do you get out of that? Well, that's what we were talking about in the Shine Masterclass. And just to give you a bit of a snapshot, it's really about when you start to ask questions from other people and also yourself, you look internally and inward as to why am I being at effect right now? What do I need to do differently to move out of that? You start to hold yourself accountable for the results that you're getting. So instead of blaming and justifying and distorting and being in denial around what's happening in your business, you start to be accountable for those results and not look to shift that accountability to somebody else. You also create alignment with your values and what motivates you in your business. You start taking action. You hunt and gather for information to bridge the gaps that you might have in your knowledge and expertise. And as a result, you start to put your foot on that accelerator and move forward from that red stoplight. And slowly but surely, or sometimes very rapidly, you can move yourself into cause, which is like being at the green light, or if you want to continue with all these analogies, it's just like going from, instead of being at Macca's, you are now at Sumo Salad, or you are eating healthily and giving your body the nutrition that it really deserves. So that's when you become really resourceful. And importantly, you have an internal focus of control. So instead of looking to blame or justify, you're looking inwardly and saying, okay, well, what can I do to take 100% responsibility for what's going on in my personal professional life right now? And as a result, you certainly start to improve your position in any area of your life. And specifically for this podcast business, you look to take responsibility and improve on the area that's a challenge for you at the moment. And you're certainly going to become far more inspirational as a result. And so by doing those things, you bring yourself to cause. So step number two is all about getting into the green, which is being at cause, getting away from that stoplight, accelerating forward and recognizing that you have a choice to make. And this is the critical thing. You can choose to eat from Macca's every day or you can choose to hop over to sumo salad. And it's the same with your emotions. You can choose to justify or blame or create excuses like I was, or you can choose to be far more resourceful in your business. And I challenge you, you know, aside from podcasts and my confession here, I challenge you to look at your business right now and think about where are you being at effect? And what choice do you need to make to move yourself out of that kind of festering pit that it can feel like at times and get yourself into a much resourceful, much more resourceful state and be at cause. So it can be confronting because it's much easier to blame. It's much easier to come up with excuses and it's far more difficult to go, you know what, I'm 100% responsible for the results that I'm getting in my business right now and in my life. And even if you have a team, be it large or small, you are still 100% responsible for the results that you're getting if you are the leader of that business. It doesn't mean that you need to be doing all the work, but you're leading the business. So you have a, a very high level of influence as to how that business unfolds. So that's step number two, get into the green. Okay, so step number three is then to set yourself up for success. One of the big reasons why the weeks were passing for me and no podcasts were being created was because they weren't actually scheduled in my diary. (gasps) Shock horror. That is a big confession from a self-proclaimed productivity ninja. But let me just back up here a little bit. 
The podcasts were actually scheduled in my diary initially and for quite a long time, but I actually started to move them around. And this is where a lot of people go wrong from a time management point of view and managing their diary well, is that I took something that I had committed to and said was important in my business and was a strategy in terms of my marketing. And I took something that I said was important and I started to move it around in my schedule. And what then eventually ended up happening is that I started deleting those appointments. So when other stuff came up, I would reprioritize and delete the podcast sessions out of my diary. And so that's how it became really easy to go from one week to another and the podcast not get recorded. Now, I should say it's probably been, I think it's about a month. Like it sounds like I've gone a year without recording one. But to me, you know, high achiever wants to do things rapido. A month is not acceptable or acceptable, as Super Nanny would say. So I want you to think about it like this. If that appointment in my diary to record a podcast was my most important client, would I move that appointment around like I did for the podcast? Hell no. I wouldn't have any clients if I was, you know, mucking people around like I was that podcast. So when you identify what is important in your business to build and grow it, it's really critical that you schedule time in your diary to do those tasks and you give those tasks the absolute same level of priority and importance you would meeting with your most lucrative, important client. So slap hand for me, you know, I really did the dirty on myself because I don't do that anywhere else in my business. I'm very regimented with what goes in my diary stays in there and it stays in there at the place I've put it because it's been put in there for a reason and a purpose. So really make sure that you are scheduling the important stuff in your diary and you're giving it the same level of commitment you would your most important client. Okay, step number four is then to up the accountability. What I did yesterday was very public. I announced I'd lost my podcast mojo to over 1,100 members in the Busy Business Women Facebook group. Now, for me, that is more than enough to 100% guarantee that I'm going to take action because I want to save face. There is no way that today would end without me doing this. So that, for me, really ups the accountability. Now, I'm not suggesting that you have to go and create a Facebook group or start posting that stuff in your own Facebook group or groups that you belong to. Having said that, it can work really, really well. So if you're stumbling in any area of your life or business right now and just not following through on what you want and need to do, find someone, whether it's a big whacking group of people or just one person that will hold you accountable because it will give you the nudge you need to move forward. And sometimes it's just that tiny little, you know, sense of momentum that is needed to get you actually picking up uh, progress and speed quickly. I know for me, that's absolutely all it took for today to happen. And then number five, step number five is to keep it simple, which I know we hear banded around heaps, but I I realised that overcomplicated the process of podcasting. And where did that come from? Well, I love listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast. She's an amazing marketer. So I've taken such a lot from the way that she creates, produces and leverages her podcast. Um, and, and really 
uh, just really admire what she's doing and the way that she does it. But here's the thing, right? She's got a far bigger team than me. She's more established. She's got the resources to go large and to go complex. So producing a much more complicated output in terms of podcasting for her at this point in her business is easier than where I am in my business. And what I realized is that I'd fallen into the trap of comparing myself and thinking that my output needed to be as fancy pants and complex as hers. And it absolutely doesn't. And I clearly wasn't taking my own advice at this point because as a reformed perfectionist, I know 100% that progress is better than perfection. But here I was um, suffering for the need of trying to find podcast perfection, which is absolutely ridiculous. So if you're falling into that trap of comparing yourself to other people and thinking that your output in whatever it is that you do, whether it's a product that you're making or a service that you're delivering, has to be 100% or has to be as great as someone else who is probably further down the track of their business journey than you, stop yourself right now. It is ridiculous and that's you know, I know I'm being ridiculous in in doing that. So I want to make sure that you're not making the same mistake. Keep it simple. Get Make sure that you're making progress and get your thing, get your stuff out there because that is better than doing nothing, which is what I've been doing for a few weeks now. So there you have it. If you've lost your business mojo or mojo in any area of your life, there are five things I want you to focus on right now to awaken the mojo master. So first up, accept that it happens. Don't beat yourself up, but get ready to move on. Number two, get into the green. Make sure you are being at calls. Ditch the macker's effect and take 100% responsibility for the results that you're getting. Then number three, set yourself up for success. Block time in your diary for the stuff that really matters. Commit to it and stick to it wholeheartedly. Number four, really ramp up the accountability. Make sure somebody's got your back and is ready to kick your butt if you don't do what you said you're going to do. And number five is to keep it simple. Progress is better than perfection. So just start or with me, just start again. So there we have it. I've mastered my mojo. I'm back in the saddle. I'm riding high. I'm really happy to be here. So thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love you to leave a review on iTunes, please. And if you'd like to hang out some more, I'd love to see you over on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Busy Business Women, and you can find lots of biz building goodness over on my website, busybusinesswomen.biz. And if you'd like to check out the other podcasts, just go to busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast, and you can see all of the other episodes that we've run, some of which are far more complex and lengthy than this. And uh, But today is all about progress, right? So thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I will be back next week. You have my full commitment on that with more inspiration to help you build a business that booms. But until then, I'm Faye Hollands and you've been listening to episode 15 of the Busy Business Women podcast.